last you guys were here, you had made your way into the strange land of Barovia after chasing after some children that had been kidnapped and had been missing, apparently taken by what the locals around the outskirts of Daggerford had determined, had thought for wolves or werewolves were the rumors. Upon arriving in this strange land, you found yourself passing through giant stone gates into a land that seemed just entirely out of place. Coming eventually upon a mostly abandoned village, you found two children standing outside of the road, told you that their house had been there was a monster of some sort in their house kept there by their parents and their baby brother Walter was inside entering into the house you found a mostly intact but abandoned house on the first couple of layers uh, in the first floor you noticed a sword over the mantle with a windmill worked into the hilt and I need to ask did you take the sword yes I did okay perfect just just needed to know not, it doesn't have any bearing on anything, but maybe, but maybe later. Um, eventually, working your way upstairs, you came to the grisly discovery that the baby Walter was in fact not there, and his wet nurse had been apparently murdered by uh, people stabbed to death. Eventually, finding your way down into the basement, you discovered the remains of some sort of devilish cult that had apparently been sacrificing and consuming the people that they had sacrificed, finding human bones that had been gnawed upon. Um, I don't know that you've discovered really all the mysteries of Walter and whatnot, but you found the two children that had been locked in an attic room, starved to death by their insane parents, who were apparently members of this cult that was sacrificing people, their ghosts and spirits, uh, one of which possessed you all. You managed to free yourself of that position by laying her Rosvalda's bones to rest. The children outside, evidently some horrible illusion meant to lure you to your dooms in this in this place. You traveled through the under dungeon under the house, finding cultist rooms bearing various items and crypts of uh, the uh, long-dead family members hearing horrific chanting uh, echoing through the walls of the basement, eventually surviving a pit trap but making your way to a staircase descending downward, downward into the dark. Where the chanting grew ever louder. And that is where we find you now. I will... And I will take you there. As you've approached this pit, you can hear the chant become louder and clearer, saying, He is ancient. He is the land. He is ancient. He is the land. You've pulled yourself together and pulled all your strength and have been able to get a little bit stronger here. This is where we find you all. What do you do? Mm -hmm. uh, I think that uh, you are currently leading the uh, party, Urgoth. You're at the tip of the steps and you can hear this chanting louder and louder from heading down the steps. 
clearly the source of the ongoing chanting. You haven't really encountered really any enemies down here other than the one trap. You've searched through rooms, and you've taken a lot of damage in other places. Uh, dealing with uh, ghosts of a long-since-dead wet nurse in a living suit of armor, but you haven't encountered much down here yet, but the creep factor has been through the roof. There was a ceiling slug that uh, darn yes. near that darn near there ended was. wet rock forgot forgot about that there was a <laughs> there was a monster attached to the ceiling i had to stomp into the 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 dry storage area in that kitchen and yeah, yeah there was a sort of a monstrous yeah um yes, so so um i am going to uh, i believe if i remember correctly i used uh um, produce flame to yes. go ahead and light a fireball so we can see. Um, yes. And uh, then I'm going to as quietly as possible creep down this stairwell because I do not have a great feeling about this at all and I know this is something that we need to do but um, if this were any other situation, quite honestly, I wouldn't be down here. Um, this is not, this is not my cup of tea at all. <laughs> so we send the parakeet to, uh, to scout for us. So I have the parakeet in its silver cage. Um, hmm, I can try. So I am going to, uh, the, the parakeet knows, uh, some simple words and so um, I'm going to, but it's not intelligent enough to talk, though, like on its own. It can only repeat. Yeah, I'm not sure, um, because he wouldn't have any way to tell us anything. Any and, I'm, and I'm scared that he, and I'm scared he'll die. And I'm scared he'll die. And I, and, I, and, I, and I care about the parakeet. Didn't talk to animals a, a spell or a cantrip or something? It's a spell. He can animal hand to try to get. The, he can do animal handling to try to get the parakeet to do what he wants. But you're uh, the a parakeet, bet, right? The parakeet's probably not going to be able to come back up and be like, "Yeah, four bad guys down there. Two of them have clubs." Now the parakeet, if they're talking, the parakeet could come back up and repeat what they say because he's very good at that. Yeah, he, he loves repeating things. So well, yeah, that's can, there's a chance of that. And so, saying, but I guess. You, It'd be good to see if this is a spell that we can only hear this and there's some other conversation going on or if there's just a bunch of people chanting this. Okay, well you know what? We'll 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 try this. We'll try this. Um and and if he dies I'll be very sad. Um, <laughs> and yeah. so I and I let him out of his silver cage and um and uh, we'll see what he does. Okay. Roll animal handling. Are you trying to like direct him where to go? Um yes, I am. Okay. And let's see. And there we go. Not well, apparently. Okay. The parakeet takes off and flies down the steps. And how long do you wait on the parakeet? I should say, I don't know, maybe five minutes. Okay. After about, <laughs> after about a minute, the parakeet returns and lands on your hand and it looks up at you and it says he is ancient he is the land <laughs> <laughs> okay i i uh i i i uh take my uh pouch that's on my belt and i and i give it a little 
um, handful of seed to munch on and then put him back in his cage. And I say, well, job well done, I guess. <laughs> and then um, I uh, start creeping down the stairs again. Okay. I'll take you there. Okay. Down the steps you go. When you reach the bottom of the steps, you are able to see uh, a room. And the chanting seems to be emanating from this room. You can move your character further forward, if you'd like. Um, I do not see where I am. You are here. Aha! Down a level. Okay, so I tr I, I, am, I am trying to silently creep. Roll, you can tell roll, because I'm crouching. Roll stealth. <laughs> okay. Um, stealth, 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 stealth. Please let that go better than the animal handling. Oh, marginally yeah. better. Marginally better. Okay. You creep down the steps. And as you get closer, you hear at least a dozen voices chanting this over and over and over again. And you enter a, uh, there is a room to your right as you sort of come around there. Mm -hmm. And you can see the chanting seems to be emanating from it. And the best way I could describe this is it looks like a, like a reliquary. Like there are multiple little shelves around the room and each of them seems to have like an object sitting in these little like niches. And the chanting seems to be coming from this room. But as you creep around the corner, you see no people in it. It's empty. Okay, since it seems empty, um, I'm going to cautiously step into the room and actually, no, 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 strike that, strike that, strike that. Um, I am going to um, uh, tiptoe back up the stairwell and then tell everybody what I saw. And then that I think that it's empty and it's safe to come down. Where are you trying to go, Wet Rock? I'm just trying to find the crew, the group. Hey, the only one that's gone down the steps right now has been, uh, has the crew is right here at the top of the steps. Okay. The only person that's gone down the steps has been Urgoth right now. Okay. I'm going to make sure that you shouldn't be able to move through the walls. I should have had it set so that there's no moving through walls. I may, have, check. may have been. Uh, I may have messed that up. Like, I've... Uh, a dynamic lighting restricts movement barriers. You shouldn't be able to move through walls. Uh, but yeah, you're still at the top of the steps here, unless you're telling me you're heading down the steps. Now, I'm no. sorry, Ur Urgoth, what are you doing? I creep back up the stairs and then tell everybody that the room immediately downstairs is empty. It's safe to proceed. You know, the last room we thought was empty, we almost died to a giant tentacle worm monster. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I hope we're taking this a little more cautiously than last time. I mean, what are our options here? Run out of the front door screaming? I vote way. vote for that. I vote for that. I didn't know that was an option. Or run down and to try to investigate. I mean, what are we're here to do something? If we, if we, right. if we're having democracy, I vote run away screaming. Uh, well, recall Skylar. the creepy fog outside that almost murdered me. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a good point. Skylar, that's really weird. The dynamic lighting didn't load correctly for some reason. It's messed up. Uh I don't know why it did that. No like, worries. Portions of the walls just went away. Uh, okay, we'll just roll with it. 
Yeah. Can't do can't do anything about it now. Um, um well if we if we run away, Gork and Sons will go out of business with all those insurance claims from the town. <laughs> all right. <laughs> onward and, and downward. Onward and downward. Into the totally not trapped or uh, foreboding room. Yeah. All right. The rest of you the rest of you head downwards into the area where the dynamic lighting is working appropriately. And uh, yeah, you enter this uh, reliquary area with all of these. Uh, when you say reliquary. Like a room in a church a with holy relics. Alcoves. Yes. I've never heard that before. Logging it away. It's a good one. Uh, I guess I want to look at some of these objects. See if I can discern anything. Okay. Wet uh, rock. We look with our eyes, not our hands. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. Which one are you looking at there, wet rock? Uh, I want to look at the first one down the stairs. Okay. Uh, there is a small mummified yellow hand with sharp claws on a loop of rope. Is there any like grabbing it or is it just it's sitting it? there on a niche just sitting there mummified yellow hand with sharp claws on a loop right. of rope so i'm gonna kind of just make my way through here and just kind of take them all in i want that's what i'm trying to do hey yeah you see a knife carved from a human bone a dagger with a rat's skull set into the pommel there is a varnished orb uh, that looks like an eye of some sort. Uh, there is a uh, cloak that is stitched with some sort of terrible like skin. Uh, you don't know what kind of skin it is, but some sort of horrible skin. Uh, there is a frog lashed to a stick of some sort. There's a little bag of something. There is a uh, green... Uh, sort of withered and pointy looking finger with a long pointy fingernail on it that looks like some sort of like horrific human finger. There is a six inch tall little figurine of a mummy. There's an iron pendant with a devil's face on it. And there's a shrunken head. And there is a uh, small wooden little coffer that is closed. Oh, Yes. Do say, I recognize any of these? Uh, what skill are you using? Like your religion. history, your religion. Okay, roll me religion. She did. It's an eleven. You do not. Should have paid more attention in comparative. They religions. don't look. They don't look familiar to. They don't look familiar to you, and they maybe kind of horrifying. What the hell have we stepped into? Back in back in junior college, Burt Beasley took a semester of uh, uh, intro to the occult, and he'd like to do maybe a history check if he remembers anything from his his college classes about these uh these cults. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Do me a history check. He was not a good student. Partied too much. <laughs> uh don't judge your own roles. Um you 
all of this stuff seems unfamiliar to you. All right. Sorry. The, 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 the he is chanting is still ongoing. I'll let it die out because it's a little much. But uh, Wet Rock finds himself kind of over by where that golden eye is. I think it was the third thing that you identified or the fourth? Uh, the fourth thing. Yep. So I'm sort of kind of four, right in four, front of it. Mm -hmm. Okay. I want to get a real close look at it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Roll me investigation. Okay. Um, is it? Yeah. Okay. There we go. Thirteen. Uh, it is definitely some sort of monstrous eyeball. Uh, but it has been varnished. Um. I really want to pick it up. Do it. Do it. I reach out and I grab it. Okay, roll me a dexterity. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> you, you, you grab it. You have it in your hand. I roll it around and look at it from the other side. It's an eyeball. It's big. It's like the size of a pool ball. Maybe actually bigger. It's bigger than a pool ball. More like the size of like... Uh, a softball yeah softball size yeah that's a ball that's slightly slightly I'm bigger gonna, than a i'm gonna stick it in my uh my smaller than a smaller than a basketball bigger than bigger than a pool ball yeah i guess i would squeeze it it's hard it's okay. been varnished and then i'm gonna put it in my my adventure sack okay you got a varnished eyeball uh roll me history i guess You don't know what it is. You don't know what kind of creature it came from. I just like it. It's just this horrific looking eyeball. I like okay. it. Uh, Nico, or not Nico, uh, Urgoth, as you're sort of standing there, uh, there is a, a, what looks like a um, tunnel that sort of where like the reliquary would be there are sort of like two exits to this room one to uh the uh to your immediate right and then one immediately in front of you and the one immediately in front of you seems to slope downwards into like some sort of watery kind of area interesting so uh everybody uh since my parakeet was such a failure um, I'm going to try one more time to, uh, do something here that's going to help be a, you know, a scout for us. So everybody gather in this corner around me. This is very important. Because <laughs> you could get hurt otherwise. This is a, this is a trick I learned to do when I was a little kid. Uh oh, I'm going to, I'm going to get all the way back here. <laughs> Yeah, because I want to need the other side of the room. I'm still hurting from earlier. Um, Bagamo, you might want to get over here, too. <laughs> Actually, you should you should be okay. Um, all right, so I sit down cross-legged, 
and I close my eyes and then um, across the room opposite of us um, there's a big wave of heat and then a mirror image of me but it's completely in flames shows up cross-legged and it basically looks like the mirror image of me um, and that is my uh, wildfire spirit version of me and, okay. Um, Interest. Interesting. Uh, and so I'm expending one of my uh, wild shape charges to do that. Okay. So you're burning. Yes. And when he appears, everything within a ten foot radius gets very, very, very hot, and it can do damage to anything but me to the tune of two d six. So that's okay. the reason why I needed everybody to step back. Okay, give me just a second here, because I'm going to give you something for that. Uh, so I'm going to give the, this this admits light. Yep. And it admits light in like a 60-foot diameter sphere. Uh, where are you um, placing this fiery creature? So um, I walk up to um, fire me, and uh, then I say, good to see you again, old friend. Um, I... Uh, we're in a very creepy place here, and so over while you're here, I uh, would like you to help us scout around corners. And this hallway uh, could be dangerous, and so uh, go down it and then come back and tell me what you see. I'm not sure how it can communicate. Um, the wildfire spirit documentation here is a bit vague on that point. Um, so I guess that's a ruling for you, Jeff. Um, whether how that's how that would work. Say that again. Ask me the question again. I'm Basically, sorry. Can, can he talk? Uh, I, I'll I, say it, that it's unclear to me. Why don't we say he can communicate, but it's like nonverbal? He just sort of can nod at you. Or maybe I know because he's a what if he an extension of me? Heat transfer. Sure. Yeah, we'll just there, there we go. We'll that way you say, can get like a warm to cold thing going on yeah. the scale. You know, this is, a, in fact, a reflection of your, your soul, right? So you should be able to have a, a zero to ten volt, uh, you know, yeah. sort of variance there. Uh, I'll grant hey, it. I'm not driving this. <laughs> I'll grant I'll grant it. Okay. He can communicate with you a bit. Okay. He moves around the corner. And... Uh, what are you asking him to communicate to you? Um, because to... I think that the communication can't be. It needs to be. This is more like spirit guardian. Yeah. So I don't think this is like, hey, dude, I don't see much unless you want to go with that kind of like humorous. He's either gonna be like, he's either, he either needs to be an aloof spirit, or he needs to be like surfer dude. It's like, yeah, man. There's like, there's <laughs> I just... like three. It's like I just three want him, chickens. I just want him to go around. I just want him to go into the next room and tell us if it's clear, and, and come back and tell us if it's clear. And then, if there are enemies in there, d don't bring them back. What if he just gives us a sense of the danger? Yeah, ahead? yeah, 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 yeah. I just want him to scout and then come back tell us what he saw. This okay. is advanced parakeet scout. Stepping <laughs> <laughs> the game up. Is he ready? He walks back around the corner and he looks at you and he says nothing. Alright, I turn to the group and say um, 
it seems that all is clear, if I understand correctly. Um, fire me is not, uh, doesn't use a lot of words. So there's a chance I'm misunderstanding, but um, I think it's all clear. And um, he'll say clear. Clear. So, um, yeah. Love Rock still has that uh, that monster eye in front of his eye and looking at the light. Okay. Where are you going? Does he see anything? Nope. <laughs> so, it's just making it a little less bright for him. Yep. Okay. So um, I guess if nobody else uh, has any um, additional stuff to investigate in this room, um, I'll be happy to uh, begin going down this hallway, I guess. And um, do I have control of uh, Doppelganger me? Yeah, in fact, the, in fact, the chattering had stopped the moment you entered this room. Uh, I did not read, I, the moment you entered that reliquary room, the chanting stopped. I didn't read the intro to you. Ooh. The chanting stops as you peer into this 40-foot square room. The smooth masonry walls provide excellent acoustics. Featureless stone pier, pillars support the ceiling. A breach in the rest wall leads to a dark cave. Uh, no, wait, that's the wrong, wrong room. I'm sorry. So they're still chanting. Never mind. The chanting is still ongoing. All right. So you, what are you, where are you going? Um, I'm, I'm going to start going down this hallway, I guess. And uh, okay. do I have control of doppelganger me? No. Okay. Um, I tell him to follow me. Okay. I did not do that so that I could, uh, if I made him cast light, I had to make him a different thing than you. Got it. Uh, I'll make him. Uh, uh, He's got the pink dot. He's following you. Okay. Now, if people get close to him, they, he burns them. Um, that only happens when he's when, when he comes into existence. So okay. basically, he he comes into existence with a big burst of flame and gotcha brimstone what? or whatever. What drama? It's a bit dramatic. You're not wrong. As you round the corner, Urgoth, you s attached to alcoves in the walls here. And there are bones littering the floor, some of them still inside of the shackles. On the back wall, you see, on the far back wall, you see one uh, creature shackled up wearing what looks like a, a dark robe of some sort. It is uh, clearly long since dead, but the robe remains. And which alcove is that in? Over here. Ah. Uh... Um, Prisoners are long since gone. Their bones litter the floor. The rusty shackles remain. And this robe? There is a uh, human skeleton clad in a tattered black robe. There. You guys tell me what you're doing. Urgoth, roll me. Urgoth, roll me perception. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It was my intent to sort of just investigate these cell areas. Um, or, so or investigate. Or you can roll investigation if you're investigating. Okay. Um, Whichever's better for you. You said perception or investigation. Mm -hmm. Since you're sort of investigating the cell chambers. I am more better at investigationating. Okay. So tell me what you're investigating. For oh, us. nothing. Well. Okay. I, I guess I just sort of kick the shackles around with my boot. 
Uh, roll perception. Okay. Uh, oh. I accidentally pulled perception in there. All right. Yeah. Uh, what? Uh, oh, I intended to, but I didn't realize. Yeah, so you're just sort of looking around. Yeah. Uh, Wet Rock, you next to uh, as you sort of walk around by where Urgoth is, you see a uh, the walls are made out of smooth stone. And you see right next to Urgoth that he's clearly missed, but there is a strange uh, crack in the uh, wall that appears man-made, sort of in this wall here. Hmm. You guys see this crack? And I walk up to it and kind of run my hand across the outline of it. Yeah. It goes all the way up and down. It uh, forms like right angles. It clearly is uh, something that's, you know, not like a natural crack. It's been made there. A uh, hidden door, maybe? Uh, yeah, pull out my hammer and kind of look at the look at the crew. Can I smash it? I give a thumbs up. Okay. Unanimous. You you hit it with your hammer? It needs to be unanimous, and I I want the whole crew to be behind me smashing it with my hammer before I do it. Wet rock. Referendum fails. <laughs> and I smash it with my hammer. So you hit it with your hammer, the wall moves a couple of inches in the shape of like a door. I push up against it. As you start pushing against it, you are able to uh, to open it. And sure enough, a door comes open where you're at. It oh. opens into opens into a chamber. Uh, is that water? Yes. As you enter this chamber, wet rock, the chanting stops. 40-foot-wide square room with smooth masonry walls provide excellent acoustics. Featureless stone pillars support the ceiling, and a breach in the wall to the south here leads to a dark cave heaped with refuse. Murky water covers most of the floor. Stairs lead up to dry stone ledges that hug the walls. Sort of around here, these stone ledges that you're sort of standing on. Um... In the middle of the room, more stairs rise to form an octagonal dais that also rises above the water. Rusty chains with shackles dang from the ceiling directly above a stone altar mounted on the dais. The altar is carved with hideous descriptions of grasping ghouls and is stained with dried blood. And the chanting is completely stopped. Could this place exist? It looked so small from outside. Uh, Bert, Bert Beasley would like to approach and and go over to the the dais in the 
in the center of the uh, room okay. here. Okay. As you enter the room and approach the dais, you walk up onto the dais? Oh, for sure. 100%. Uh, okay. As you enter the dais, on the alcoves surrounding the room, all of a sudden appear multiple cultists in black robes standing all around lining the room and they begin to chant one must die one must die oh no <laughs> um <laughs> right looking around like did he levitate over to that area first did, did the stairs go up or down in this place like what Bert... is the depth of this room <laughs> Uh, Bert, Bert Beasley would like to, to help out these cultists and uh, whip whip a quick javelin right at one of them, and, and maybe that'll be the one who must die. Okay. Uh, the chanting rises once more as 13 dark apparitions appear on the ledges overlooking the room. Each one resembles a black-robed figure holding a torch, but the torch's fire is black and seems to draw light into it. Where you'd expect to see faces are voids. One must die, they chant over and over again. One must die. You're throwing a javelin at one of their faces? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, as you do so, uh, the javelin passes directly through its face. Just shwing, right through. Oh, no. Well, this, this seems like not great. Be roll honest. me, roll me a religion check. <laughs> Man, this is shit. Shite. Couldn't be worse. Oh no. <laughs> Everybody can roll me a insight or religion check. Ergoth. You're the first one that gets it. There is a sacrifice that is demanded. Um, I uh, have motioned for my fire spirit doppelganger to uh, follow me into this room. Um, has he made it around yet? Sure. Of course, he's just a spirit. If right. He if he touches things, or can he hold like animate objects, or no? We're the cult. The cultists stand around the room and continue to chant, one must die, one must die. Is there but one I, that, are, are there any... That eyeball in his hand. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do with it yet, but that eyeball is in my hand. So everybody knows. Have they made any moves towards um, Bert yet? No. They were holding these black flames that seem to suck light in and chanting, one must die over and over again um is there one is there one that's particularly close to me the cultists yeah yeah sure um okay um i am going to tell my doppelganger we're gonna see where this is gonna be interesting um i'm gonna tell my doppelganger that uh we want to be friends with uh with these cultists, that's very important. And to show them of our goodwill, I want you to give the one that's right over there a hug. Okay. 
as your doppelganger, your spirit, you're not a doppelganger, but your spirit yes. uh, does this, his arms pass directly through the apparition. Okay, so the fire doesn't phase them in the slightest. Not in the slightest. Huh. Let's see. We don't have any more of those children's bodies. <laughs> We're fresh out of children's bodies. Did uh, did anybody uh, religion? Um... I had a nineteen yep. insight. Okay, with a nineteen insight, uh, you realize that uh, basically they demand the sacrifice of a life on the altar. I don't mean to be rude here, but how attached are you to that parakeet? <laughs> well, what is the what are we what are we getting out of like? I, uh, uh, very, by the way, but <laughs> what are we? We don't I even understand. know what this unlocks. It could be a this could be a doorway to a dragon, a vampire dragon. I'm not convinced we 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 want to engage the sacrifice. This is a creepy place with a lot of dark things. Can we just pass through here? Now, it, who's on the dais? Is it just you, Bert Beasley? I believe so. Okay, are you still up there? Uh, yep. Okay. Hmm. So is that an altar? It does. Yes. It does like to be an there altar. Are, so I'll describe it, it again. Is this to like you. a wading pool that goes to a set of stairs? Yeah, or, Bert. Yeah, Bert. Bert was able to wade board through board. it. Bert was able to wade through it. I'm just gonna uh, go up there. Thanks. I'm gonna go up there with him. Okay. You're up there on the altar. And as you get up, yeah. as you get up there on the dais, there is an altar on the dais. That that small thing is the altar on the dais. And I'm going to describe it to you one more time. There are chains and shackles dangling from the ceiling above the altar. It's carved with depictions of grasping ghouls and is stained with dried blood. Sacrifice has already been done. It does sound like it, huh? Uh, are these like things that can attack us or are they just like apparitions? They appear to just be sort of apparitions right now. Nothing has attacked you. I'm gonna So what if we just that. ignore this and, and leave? <laughs> <laughs> Not before now I that's... roll that eyeball across that altar. <laughs> okay. Not I'm gonna hold it in my hand, but I'm just gonna kinda walk it down table here and i'm kind of just like leering over at it anything happening nope uh, toss it up catch it and throw it back in my adventure pouch okay uh bert, so bert beasley would like to use his divine senses uh i can paste it for you if you want Beams, uh, what is it? Like, uh, the presence of stronger evil registers on your senses. Uh, uh, yeah, evil. Everything evil. 
lots of evil. Evil, evil, evil. Hang out one second. If there was an evil meter, it's oh, turned yeah, up to no 11. Doubt. No doubt. To the end of turn, you know the location of any celestial fiend or undead within 60 feet of you. Um, there are some undead somewhere within 60 feet of you. Mm. But these things aren't showing up as that. Interesting. No. Well, it definitely does uh, seem like this is this is just some kind of someone fiends, stuck in a loop. Celestial fiend or yeah, okay, so they are undead. Uh, they are undead surrounding. The cultists are undead. Hmm. They appear to just be sort of like apparitions. I'm gonna I'm gonna touch what looks to be the dry blood and just see if any of it is not dry. Uh, it's definitely dried blood. Just blood, dried blood. Um, I uh ask my uh fire me uh to take a look at the opening at the end of this room because okay. if i know my directions correctly it, i think this area is from where we came from so i'm curious what's down here yeah uh as he sort of walks down there it appears to be a blind uh a blind hole in the wall and he looks back at you and he calls back rubbish rubbish refuse I ask a uh, flammable. Perhaps wet. Uh, um, can you light says, it? Can try. Okay. Don't I have that bottle of whiskey? Um, can can Bert Beasley go see what this looks like? There's some kind of apparatus over here. Yeah. As you exit the dais, Bert Beasley, the chanting changes from one must die. They change to saying. Hold on, I gotta sneeze. Sorry. Over and over again. Lorgoth the Decayer, we awaken thee. Lorgoth the Decayer, we awaken thee. Oh. See, this is why we don't feed the evil altar my parakeet. Yeah, you wouldn't want to, you know, awaken Lorgoth the Decayer. That sounds dreadful. Yeah. And as this happens, all of a sudden, next to where your uh, spirit man is, the pile of refuse begins to start to move and shamble towards uh, him. Oh, I knew it! In which case, everybody go ahead and roll initiative as the spirits around the wall disappear. So, for what it's worth, um, Urgoth has 
two main impulses. Um, number one is that this place is creepy, all of it, and um, he wants to go. But the second impulse is that it's all evil and most of it should be burned to the ground. <laughs> so, um, that was, as this, that was as, the impulse there. As the pile of refuse begins to move, a mouth starts to form out of the uh, sticks and twigs and leaves, and the chanting changes again. And they say, the end comes, death be praised. The end comes, death be praised. And then the apparitions disappear. Uh, does your spirit have uh, like attacks? Can it attack anything? Yes, yes it does, and it shares my initiative. Okay, then I'm going to give your spirit uh, first crack at this thing as sort of a surprise round, since it's on top of it. Um, you can do, you can act with it. Okay. Um, let's see. Um, it has bullet attack modifier to hit range one weapon. Okay, so it has a damage called flame seed and it's it uses my spell attack modifier modifier to hit um and so let me go ahead and copy this in okay and let's see um my attack modifier what would that be would that your spell attack modifier is your proficiency bonus plus whatever you use to cast spells. What you're a what druid? So oh, I wisdom. see. It's, it's plus three. So I roll a d20 plus three. Yes. Okay. That'll hit. Yeah, that'll hit. Okay. Sweet. And so, what is peanut butter fire damage? I don't know where'd that come from. <laughs> Um, let's see. Yeah, I have no idea what PB fire damage means. Let me look what, it up. Something bonus. Let me look. Let me look it up. Okay. I'm 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 sorry, uh, for not knowing this better. That's okay. Uh, this that's a four E thing. I've never. I've just never heard of this before. Fire seed? Is that what this is? Uh, yes. Okay, uh, takes fire damage 1d6 plus your spellcasting modifier. So 1d6 plus 3. Okay. You lit an acorn on fire. Alright. So it takes 4 fire damage as you try to light it on fire and, uh, it, uh, does that. The thing... Or actually, before it acts, uh, Wet Rock, you're up. Okay, so he did the thing to try to set it on fire, right? Uh, yes. I got that bottle of whiskey. I pull it out. I yank the, I yank the lid off. And I chunk it towards where he's throwing that fireball, just to give it a little bit of extra uh, juice. Oh, sweet. Make me a ranged attack throw. Ah, 
how in God's name do I do that? So roll me a d20 plus your proficiency bonus plus your dexterity. So if you look in, look, go ahead and look in uh, D&D Beyond and tell me what your dex is. Okay, my dex is plus what? Plus one. It's your proficiency, so d20 plus three. Okay, d20 plus three. That is what Uh, We're going to treat this like Alchemist's Fire. If you hit. If I go to a D20, that if I go to three, that's going to roll three D20. Just go to the advanced dice roller there and go to just go to D20. We can add three in our heads. Okay, that hits. Uh, The flame... Now give me 1d4 damage. Okay. Uh, But the fire is still burning on it. So it's lit. And there's flames that are lapping up on it. And it's burning. (laughs) Nice. It it seems to not be burning as well as you would like it to burn. Like, uh, almost like it's got some resistance to it or something. But uh, it's on fire now. It is hard to get a pile of wet rubbish on fire. <laughs> but we did it. We, we did it. <laughs> so you've got movement now, uh, Wet Rock. You can move. Uh, and any bonus action you have, you can do. I guess I'm just going to try to get a little bit closer to where this thing is happening. So I don't know how far. I think I can only go like... You go 25 feet, so I'm just going to sort of run towards the action here. Okay. All right, Bert Beasley of Gorkinsons, you're up. Bert Beasley is going to use a spell slot to cast Bless on his three companions. Allowing them every time they need to make an attack roll or a save roll to add a d4 to it. Okay. And uh, then he's, he's going to come back back up here. And that's it. Alright. Uh, this thing is going to engulf... Are you moving at all or anything? Yeah, you move. This thing is going to engulf your spirit uh Ergoth. Okay. Um, I need you to... Uh, it's your turn now, right? So it moved forward and it engulfed you. And now you're restrained and blinded by it. Um, by the way, uh, condition immunities, it can't be charmed, frightened, grappled, proned, or restrained. Oh, really? Yeah. Allegedly, at least. Yeah, I guess that's because it's like... it's It's technically a small elemental. Okay, so it can't, it can't grab it. Okay, in which case it's going to go over to old Wet Rock. It just sort of passes through your spirit thing. Sorry, Wet, Wet Rock. Wet Rock is there. Wet Rock came up on it. I come and up on. You, you, it comes up on you as you're there. Uh. And it's going to try to slam you, Wet Rock. Eleven to hit. 
No, miss. 11 is miss. Yep. Does it again. Critical miss. Oh, you're so lucky. I mean, that could have been real bad. That would have been dead right there. I guess as he's lunging for me to go to body slam, I backflip away from him and get up to the top of this staircase here. Okay. Urgoth, you're up. Um, okay. Wait, how is Urgoth up? That can't be right. I think, yeah. didn't you say my elemental uh, just yeah. got a reaction or something? Yeah, like yeah, that? yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay. Now, it shares my initiative, so I'm guessing we both go? Yes. Okay. Um, so, my element, I'll deal with the elemental first. So, um, it's it's a it's a glass cannon if a cannon were you know a pellet pistol so as we've already um established with his acorn attack so um he's going to use his action he can um teleport away um okay uh up to 15 feet away and so he's 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 going to uh bop over here to get away from the to get away from the slug monster or the goop monster okay and um let's see i am going to uh use a uh, scorching ray okay add it as a ranged attack that's a hit it's still on fire it just doesn't do as much as you would have hoped Any movement? Um, I think I'm going to stay where I am at. Are you in the water or on the ledge? Oh, that's a good that, that's a good question. We'll say, um, how about I, I stay on the ledge, but I moved right here so I could get a better line of sight at it. Okay. Bagmo, you're up. All right. Let's clash shatter. Okay. Needs to make a constitution save. Six. That's a fail. All right, that is thunder damage. Okay. It's not resistant to that. I'll uh, inch up closer. All right. Back up to Wet Rock. Um, I believe I got my... Did I get my hammer silvered? I believe so. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. I guess got to take a crossbow shot at it. Okay. That's a hit. All right, damage to him. Seven. Bert Beasley, you're up. Bert Beasley only has one spell slot left. 
So he's just gonna run down and and give it a big ol' whack. Ha ha! It's hit. Nice. Big whack. All right. Nine damage. Yep. Any other movement? Left? Um, nope. Okay. It's gonna then strike back at you, Bert Beasley. It can try. Twenty-three to hit. Ah, that'll it. It did. It, it, it tried. There is no try. There's only two. Eleven bludgeoning. Oh no. <laughs> it's gonna hit you again. Fourteen. Not even close. <laughs> You're lucky. Lucky, lucky, lucky. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's just gonna sort of like shamble right over that away towards you. Urgoth, you're up. Okay. Um, drawing inspiration from Bagmo. Um, I am going to try another party trick here uh, that I learned when I was a child, and um. I'm going to try to do this in a way that doesn't harm my friends. Uh, this is, I think, 5, 10, I think, is the uh, the creature is 15 feet away from me, right? At least from there. Okay. Um, Bert. You're about 20, 30 feet from it. Right oh, okay, I was counting squares. So then I can go right here then? Yeah. And then, okay, good, 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 because I didn't, I, I was trying my darndest not to get Bert. In, mm. caught up in this okay so um i go to the uh flight of stairs here and i close my eyes and um my hair which is normally sort of a ember glistening red all of a sudden uh turns pitch black and and just sort of falls down Ooh. and then in a bright flash of light it shoots uh a not red, but a whitish purple for a split second, and when it does, um, a uh, thunder wave shoots out. Um, as I have sort of manifested all of my heat and fire energy just in one bang. It rolls an eighteen as it sort of bears down and resists. Okay. Like half? Uh, yes. Okay. Bagmo, you're up. You got back, Mo. We're gonna cast Guiding Bolt. Okay. That's a ranged attack spell attack. Okay. 
Uh, 16 is a hit. Back up to Wet Rock. All right. Same as the last time. Okay. Uh, that's a miss with the crossbow there. Can I add a D4 to it? Yeah. If I roll higher than a 10 to maintain my concentration. Oh. I do. You can you can roll a D four. Uh, that's a twelve. Unfortunately, still a miss. Thanks. Any movement? No. Bert, you're up. It's right on you. Uh, Bert Beasley feels like it's now or never. And he's gonna he's gonna swing again. Okay. Uh, this hits meets. And he's gonna use his last spell slot for divine smite, uh, which will do after I roll the attack an extra two d eight radiant damage, and if it's an undead or fiend, it will get another d eight. It is not an undead or fiend. Okay. Uh, in that case, there's. It is a plant. That. And. Okay. And that. All right. Oh wait, hang on. I only rolled one. Here's the other. Not that it mattered. Oh, it does. Every little bit counts. If a plant could be bloodied, the plant would be bloodied. Mm. But it's the plant's turn, and um, man, wouldn't you know it, Bert? You're the only one like within its immediate reach. <laughs> That's the plan. Fourteen? Nope. Yeah. Oh, if only had advantage. Mm. There's got to be. That's Ooh. a double miss. Got there looking like Yoda and Revenge of the Sith. Urgoth, the thing is plus seven to hit. You think it can hit you once in a while. Um, okay, so, um, notice this is good. This is good play, actually. Skylar is the tank who is, like, I mean, drawing its ire. If it's plus seven, that gives me slightly better than a 50% chance to not be hit. So. Yep. Um,. So as a cantrip, I am going to um, use my vet skills once again in reverse and uh, use infestation to Ooh. attempt to um, make a cloud of fleas uh, appear on him. And uh, do I still do I get bless on this? How does bless work again? It's to any d20 roll. You're not rolling a d20, so. Okay. No. Uh, it saves. Okay. Does it take half of that or none of that? Um, I think it I th or it must succeed on a constitution I I don't think it takes any. 
Okay, so no damage if it succeeds. Yeah. So it passed. It, is, it doesn't get damaged. Yeah. Any movement? Um, no, I'm going to stay where I'm at. Bagmo, you're up. I can't have this pencil pusher <laughs> be the only one heroically fighting the disgusting plant monster. So, perhaps foolishly, Bagamo's going to run up. closer so she can cast thunder wave and not hit Bird. the other orc okay saves takes half alright so it takes half yeah Wedge Rock. Launching another bolt at it. But actually, okay. hang on a minute. I have a thing. Oh, I love a thing. Where is it? I love orc things. That's to be a double attack. Um, I can use Channel Divinity to deal maximum damage instead of rolling for lightning and thunder damage. So it's saved. I don't know how that works on a saving throw. You could max it, I suppose, and then it'll take half of that. So that would be 24, so it would take 12 if you use that. Mm-hmm. Want to use that? that? Yeah. All right. So it takes six more. Okay. Wet Rock, you're up. All right. Another bolt from the crossbow. Okay. Where I'm on. Damn. Man, your crossbow just ain't firing right today. Nope. It's all that whiskey. Any movement anywhere? It's still taking a little bit of damage every uh, time its turn comes around from the fire that you put it on. It's just not yeah. much. Yeah. Well happened to have sacrificed it to that no no movement i'm staying where i'm at uh i guess maybe i'll try to get to a better vantage point so like maybe over here yeah wherever you want to be burt beasley you're up burt beasley is uh, very glad that someone else came into the combat because statistically he has one swing left and he's going to make it count. Uh, there it is. He did not make it count. Yeah, that's a miss. Can he not out there. do a plus four for himself? Or... No, no, it's only, it's only everyone else. Yeah, you can't really self-insure. Moving away, Bert? Uh, nope. So just he'll hit me if I move away. So might as well just hang put. Okay. All right, it's gonna attack you. Nineteen. Oh, uh, that, that's that's good enough. Nine bludgeoning damage. Well, when you know it, that puts me to zero, which 
triggers my relentless endurance. So you pop back up with one HP. Yes. It attacks you again. 14. That'll miss. Urgoth. Um, okay. Um, I am going to uh, use a cantrip uh, here, uh, produce flame to uh, light one of my little light uh, light balls of fire here and then shoot it at him. Okay. Uh, that is a miss. Well, darn. And I'm going to stay where I'm at. Bagamo. Well, I can see that Mr. Accountant's looking pretty bad. So let's run up and try and distract this creature. Okay. That's a miss. Roll a d4. How do I roll a... Oh, they, good advanced dice roller. Still a miss, unfortunately. Wet Rock. Alright, how far away am I from the beast? Uh, you're probably 20, 30 feet from it. I can give you an exact measurement. Yep, I can... Uh, you're 20 feet. Alright, so 25 feet is my... My speed so I can... All yeah, right. you can you can run up on it. I am going to hop up on this this pile and then jump with all my dwarf might and bring my goddamn silver hammer down on this motherfucker's head. <laughs> okay, do it. Take inspiration for this. That's a hit. Nice. You have inspiration. You can use it now or anytime you want to. Well, I'm using it now. You hit. Left. Just so you know, you hit. I did. Oh, sorry. No. Then I'll, I'll... Unless you're going to crit fish with it. No, I'm good. I'm going All with right. damage. Roll damage. Okay. <laughs> Bert Beasley, you're up. Bert Beasley is gonna swim. That hits. Okay. Any movement? Uh, nope. That's it. That's it. The thing is up, and it's going to attack. Uh, Wet Rock was the last one to hit him. Slam! Slam! 17 hit you, Wet Rock? Um, <clears throat> yep, yep, that'll do it. 12 bludgeoning damage. Okay. Bag off. Um, okay, so I'm going to go ahead and commit uh, the, my fire uh, elemental here, and he's going to appear right here. Okay. Actually, no, he'll, he'll walk over. I'm sorry, he'll walk over here. Um, so okay. he doesn't have to use his teleportation as an action. 
Um, and then um, he will do the flame seed attack again. Okay. So you said your spellcasting your spellcasting modifier has got to be better than plus uh, three. Um, spell attack plus three, save DC eleven. Modifier spell attack plus is plus plus three. Wow. That's what it. That yeah. That's what it. That's at least that's what it has on my sheet. Okay, then that's it. You must have a plus one in your spellcasting. Yep, modifier plus one. Okay, that's just. I'm surprised it would be that bad, but. <laughs> I'm super shock, shockingly dreadful. Well, there's a reason I became a veterinarian. This is all party tricks I'm doing. Um, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, yep. so uh, D20 plus three. We can add that in our heads. Uh, you got it. Six, six is a miss. Though. Okay, uh, and then I am going to go ahead and move into the fray here, um, and then, um, and then uh, hit him with my wickawa. All right, hit him with your wickawa. That hits. Oh, is it resistant to piercing? It might be resistant to piercing. Oh no, it's not. Yay! No, it takes the damage. This thing's a damage sponge. Uh, Bagamo. Bagamo. All right, it needs to make a wisdom saving throw. Oh, it ain't that wise. Fails. All right, that's ten necrotic damage. Nice. Uh, bits, bits of it start falling off. Wet rock. You right. have movement, of course. Huh? Yes. I was telling Bagamo she has movement, of course. Do you want to move, Amy? Or Bagamo? Do I need to move? Up no. to you. Wet rock, then. If, if we move away from this. Yeah, it's going to get opportunity. It'll get opportunity to attack. Yep. All right. Everybody's surrounded it, just wailing on it now. Okay. If I shoot a crossbow at this thing from this range, do I get... Disadvantage. I have disadvantage? Yeah, because it's sort of is like everything's flailing around and you're in too close to melee range. Definitely gonna hit it. <laughs> All right, fine. <laughs> I'm hitting him with a hammer then. I, I guess it's big enough that it shouldn't be disadvantaged. So if you want to fire a crossbow bolt, you can. Just roll damage, or do I need to steal? No, you gotta roll it. Okay. Cool. I'll give you advantage on it. Uh, roll it again, see if you hit. That's a miss. You can add a d4. Oh, yeah, you add your oh. d4, because that'll probably hit if you roll. You got a 50% chance of hitting with d4. Oh, you can't add a d4. I lost it. Well, the second one hits. Yeah. So that's a hit. Alright. Rolling damage then. Oh, it was a d10. Oh, oof. Oh, yeah, you can keep it. Okay. Bert, you're up. Okay. <laughs> Um, Bird, Bird is Bird is done. He's just got he's got nothing left. Roll of deaths. Are you unconscious? No, no. I'm just at one HP with uh, no. That hits. It's eleven. A meaty right. eleven. All right. 
everybody has hit it, and I think this thing just lashes out. Just lashing around. Uh, it's going to randomly lash at somebody then. Uh, one, you, there, it's got four people around it. We're going to roll a d4, and I'll decide who it lashes at. It is fairly. Four. Uh, that's Urgoth. Urgoth, it lashes out at you. Slams at you. 16 to hit. Oh my goodness. Are you sure we can't take the 14? <laughs> uh, so tw yeah, yeah, 12 bludgeoning? Yeah, yeah, 16 hits. Take 12 bludgeoning and it's going to do it again. Okay. 15 to hit. Uh, that misses. Woo, lucky. Yep, indeed. Lucky ducky. Okay. You're up, Urgoth. Okay. Um. Uh, I uh, am going to go ahead and have my uh, fire guy uh, do his little micro attack again. Okay. And we said that was a D6. Uh, D20, pl D20 plus 3. D20 plus 3. That hits. Okay. Now it's D6 plus 3. Okay. Okay. And th and then I and then I tunk him with my wickle whoop. Okay. Two piercing. <laughs> That's great. I helped. Yeah. Agamo. Uh Hmm. Another, uh, I think it's wisdom saving throw. Okay. Passes, so nothing happens. Wet rock. I'm going to try and taunt it a little bit to try and get it to hit me next time. Okay. I reach out with both hands, grab a hold of the beast, and cast Ray of Sickness. Okay. Do that. You're going to give it a plant virus. Passes. No, what does that mean? Let's look at the Ray of Sickness. Ray of Sickness. Uh, or, so it's, you don't have to grab it. It's a uh, sixty-foot range. I you know. shoot a ray but of I'm, greenish energy. I'm gonna. Okay, go ahead. On a hit, takes two to get poison damage. On a failed save, it is also poisoned into the next turn. So it's not a saving throw. It's a uh, it is a spell attack roll. Yeah. Uh, so you rolled a nineteen, which hits. So go ahead and give me the damage. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, that's the. Yeah. Okay. 
All right, describe to me what this looks like as you poison it with a withering ray. Nice. Uh, I'm yelling for them to run back, save themselves, and I go, I grab it with both arms and just lean my head back and scream. And like green sort of uh, ghost come out of my hands and surround the plant and then go into its mouth and down into its gut. Oof. And you start to see light poking through as it sort of withers and turns purple and into ash. And it's gone. Nice. Uh, yeah. The, uh, as you're standing here, the walls begin to shake. And you hear the cult chanting, all must die, all must die. And rocks and bricks begin to start falling from the ceiling. Now can we run away? I think, yeah, this this is the appropriate time. <laughs> Luther, run away! As the ceiling begins to start to crumble around you. We're running. You're out of initiative. All right. Okay, I'm booking it for the exit. Okay, which way are you going? The way you came? Uh, yes. You don't want to get that's a, that was a long way. <laughs> a long way. Yep. Was there Movie. was there another option? Well, uh, there's there's this, but we'll have to raise a portcullis or something, I think. No time. Yeah. I mean, that, in. that would be faster than I don't know. Okay. Do we want to try the port? Yeah, make, oh, the mechanism yeah. here. For sure. Go for okay. it. You run Bert, over there. Yeah, you noticed it first. You want to do the honors? Bert, as you turn the uh, mechanism, the portcullis indeed begins to uh, begins to raise up, and you're able to enter this little pool that you saw previously that went up into the. Uh, into the uh, uh, room with all of the artifacts. Bert, you're a genius. Oh, wow, that saved 10, ten seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Every and second running, counts. And running back upstairs, I'll grab your tokens. Falling ass. Uh, Bert, Bert wants to grab the uh, the little mummy and the, the frog on a stick on the way out. They both look like good things for your, your desk. Okay, you've got them. Yeah, the all must die chanting is growing quieter, but everything is shaking and rattling and stuff is starting to fall off of the walls. Let me, I'll move your characters to up. So just hold still. I'll take you back up the steps. Ah, crap. Sorry. All right, let me get your tokens. You find yourselves rounding the corner at the top of the steps here. Ignore what you can't see. I'm going to put you, because the dynamic lighting is not exactly right. But yeah, you're at the top of these steps where you previously have been. Nice. You see the trap area that was previously covered by dust that uh, I think Bert fell into before, yeah. up, the, up directly ahead. There's another set of steps to the right there. 
Well, we do know the direction of the trap, you know, was a, was a way out. We can just jump over it, right? Yep. I think so. Okay. You run and I'll jump over the trap. It's no checks required. You come to a area where there are steps moving to the uh, to the right and to the left. Steps going down to uh, uh, the right and up to the left, or up to the right and down to the left. Short distance. Always go uphill. Bagmo, you Bagamo, you round the corner and you're in the dining room with the human bones with knife marks and fork marks on them surrounding the ground. Don't go into the pantry. I think no. this was a dead end, wasn't it? Wet Rock, you start heading upwards and you see the crypts that you've previously seen. Yeah. I'm I'm getting out and I'm stopping. I'm not going into any more rooms. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to get out of here alive. Bagamo, you see the crypts that you first okay. saw when you first came into the lower dungeon levels. Uh, so tabletop, Amy is super bad at directions, and therefore, I do yeah. not remember where things are. The entrance to the dungeon was near the crypts. You okay. remember them when you first came in. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, things are starting to really shake, rattle, and fall apart. And Magamo, as you stairs? round the corner, you see the spiral staircase that led from the attic down in here. Amazing. Yeah. Sweet. All right, I'm going to take you to the attic. If you're running up the steps. Mm -hmm. Oh, hell yeah. All right, let me get you there. One momento, por favor. Make sure your character's in the right spot. Okay. Okay. Your characters arrive at the top of the steps, running all the way back up to the attic. You find yourselves here. Wait, I got to describe what you see. Okay. Where you start moving a ton. As you run up the steps, everything looks different. You pass out in the you pass out of the secret door there, and immediately I think you reach for the door to the exit of this room that is covered with uh, cloth furniture, covered with cloths and things like that. As you do so, the first person there was who? Bert, were you running first? Uh, I think Amy's character was actually right, Bagamo. Then Bagamo, you were running first. As you reach for the door in your desperate attempt to get out, uh, the doors are gone. The walls look like they are crumbling and pieces are falling apart and you see rats spilling out of holes in the walls. But the doors are not there. There are spinning blades of scythes that are spinning in the place where the door ought to be. And as you run directly at it, make me a dexterity uh, check. Yeah, Bagmo, you somehow managed to dodge the spinning scythe blades heading out that uh, attic door. You see rats pouring through the walls as the house sort of starts shaking. Uh, 
The room, in fact, that you are in right now is filling with sort of a noxious black smoke coming out of that uh, furnace. Uh, and the whole house is shaking and parts of the ceiling are starting to fall down on you. Is there a window anywhere? There was. There was a window. Mm-hmm. Not in that room. Uh, oh, yeah, okay. I thought there was. Yeah, it is replaced with bricks. Right. But I got my... Where, one, where once was a window is nothing but brick. Yep. I got my hammer. I'm going to start hitting it. It should be loose now that we're having an earthquake. <laughs> okay. All right. You're going to you're going to try to yeah. bust through the uh bust through the brick to the outside? Yep. All right. Roll me a uh strength check, I guess. Okay. Bagma, you pass through a door that is made of scythe blades spinning at you. Or you didn't have to, Magma. That's your call. Uh, You make it. I didn't want to make that call for you. I'll just say that you see a door that is no longer a door, but is spinning scythes. You are able to dexterously move around it, so you can move through it if you so choose. Mm -hmm. Uh, Wet Rock is pounding at the window. Uh, with a 14, little itty-bitty bits of brick are starting to sort of crumble just a little bit, but it is holding solid. The room is filling with a uh, noxious, smoky stuff. Uh, everybody make a constitution saving throw. Bogmo, uh, you cough and choke and sputter and uh, you take, sorry, I rolled that wrong. Uh, Bogmo, you take nine poison damage. All right. As the room is filled with spinning scythe blades, wet rock, you're pounding at the uh, at the window. Are you guys gonna try to make your way out through the scythe blades or help wet rock pounding at the bricked up window or what are you doing? I'll help with the window. I'll help with the window too. Uh, I tell him to, uh, let's see. Would something like Thunder Wave? Whatever you think, Bogomo. Uh, Burt Beasley's super strong, and he's, he's just gonna, he's gonna headbutt it. Okay. Make me a strength check, Burt. 16 hits. Roll me some damage. Uh, Bert, you don't do much to it. Mm. You don't knock yourself unconscious, though. Uh, with seven, you're two-handing it or one-handing it? Two-handing it? I've set my shield down. I'm going to two-hand it. Okay, with 11 bludgeoning damage, you knock a little crack in it. You can see daylight through it. Or not daylight, but clouded light through it. Um... I am going to uh, cast a Scorching Ray at it. Okay. Doesn't seem to do much. Okay. We've reached the point where, I mean, I can't roll again. I'm just hitting it with my 
hammer. Yeah, yeah, you can keep hitting it. It's just uh, everybody gets a turn here. Um, oh. I guess everybody has gone, so everybody roll me a constitution saving throw. Bogomo, it's really starting to get to you. Take one poison damage. And everybody can act again. You made a little hole in it. Burt Beasley's gonna punch it again. Okay. Bogmo, you smack it hard. Give me the damage. 13. You knock several of the bricks loose. There is a hole there now you can see outside. It is uh, about the size of like a volleyball or something, but you've definitely got a hole there. Um, uh, with your 11, unfortunately, you don't make much impact on it. Um, I'm going to give it a hit with the butt end of my wickle up. Okay. 13, yeah, four, da four piercing damage. You knock a brick out. You've got a, uh, like, beach ball-sized hole now. Is, is any of the poison gas starting to go out of this hole? It's just filling the whole room. In fact, everybody make another con save. <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned that. Everybody take a con save. Oops, wrong one. Success, 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 success. Okay. Uh, I need Bagamo. Bagamo! <laughs> oh, Bagamo, no. <laughs> I have asthma. <laughs> uh, fortunately, the damage is not that bad. One poison damage. Alright. You've got a beach ball sized hole in the window. I'm wailing on it. Or it hits. Bagamo. Uh, with 8 bludgeoning damage, 23, roll it. Okay. There's two more people that can do something. Uh, Burt Beasley's just going to try to rip some the hole wider. Alright. Yeah. You grab a hold of a couple of bricks and rip them loose. Uh, and with all of that, the Wiccawa doesn't do much. Mm -hmm. But Bert Beasley, you managed to, on your last breath, like grab hold and rip a hole open. And uh, yeah, the uh, window gives way. And you can see outside, uh, a uh, below you, there's a roof. And a level below you is a balcony that you saw outside of the... Um, there was the balcony outside of the uh, wet nurse's room. Everybody out. It is about a uh, 10 foot drop. Jump. Yeah, this, right. this is fine. Okay, you're able to jump down to, uh, to that layer. I'm going to move you down there. The entire house is still shaking and rattling as you jump down a layer to the third floor. So you're now on a third floor balcony. The mists that you previously saw outside are now gone, and you can see the village of Barovia around you. 
but you're on the third floor. Smoke is pouring out of parts of the house. It is shaking. And the doors to this balcony are actually now scythe blades that are spinning at you. Oh. Does anybody have a rope? I I do. Yes. Sweet. How many feet of rope do you have? I have... You're about 30 feet. I have a 50-foot rope. So you're 30 Uh, feet up. Yeah, so that's... I got 50 feet of rope, too. I mean, 50 feet. We just need one. Just tie it to, uh, tie it to the, the balcony and clamber down. Yeah, Sounds you great. are able to do that, and uh, slowly but surely, you wind your way down, and to the bottom you go. You land at the bottom outside and you don't see the apparitions of the children that were previously there. They are gone. And I think you all sort of like catch your breath as the house sort of uh, stares like angrily at you all. As it does so, a... uh, you're all sort of standing there quietly catching your breath a black carriage slowly pulls up close to you oh no stepping forth from the carriage is a uh, half elf man who walks over to all of you he's got dark complected skin and he sort of looks over you all, and then he walks back to the door, to the carriage, and he opens it. Stepping out of the carriage is a man, what appears to be fine clothing, and a uh, long cape. And he looks over. The elven man looks over at you and says, "My master, Count Strahd von Zerovich wishes to welcome you." And the man in fine clothing walks over to you all, and he looks over at you, Bagamo, and uh, he says, I wish to personally welcome all new subjects to my domain of Barovia. And uh, he takes a, a long finger and sort of, as he's sort of looking over you all, and sort of runs it down Urgoth's cheek and underneath his chin, and he go and sort of like runs his finger underneath your chin, Urgoth, and he looks at you and he says, you have taken something that is not yours. And uh, he points his finger at you and out of your pack floats the sword and it floats over to him and he holds his two hands up and he closes his two hands the sword disappearing between his two hands as he does and puts them together and sort of rubs them and says there now that is an heirloom of an important family 
and they shall keep it. And he sort of like rubs his chin and he says, perhaps you will too. I suppose we will see. And pats you all on the shoulder and says, I trust your stay here will be comfortable. What do you do, Ergo? Um, I say, uh, let's see. Um, I did not, uh, As he sort I, of I, like I, was, I was not aware of the import of the blade, uh, new here. And, uh, I, I'm glad to see it returned to a rightful, a rightful place, um, I guess. I, I do not wish to antagonize this man. Yeah. And he sort of he sort of pats you on the shoulder a little bit and says, Perhaps you will do. Perhaps you will do. We will see. And uh he looks over at you, Bagamo, and you wet rock, and he comes over to you and he comes over to you and he stares at you, wet rock, and says I like to personally meet all of my new subjects. This land is mine, and all in it are mine, including all of you. Welcome. I trust your stay will be comfortable. I will be seeing you soon. And uh, he, uh, Wet Rock, what do you do? Are you for real? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mr. Leathermiss, I trust you will find I am there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it and, I'm, and I make it my point to know who my subjects are and what they are doing in my domains. Did you know that Swamp Thing tried to uh, bite our heads off? <laughs> well, it seems you have survived. Congratulations. For now, I bid you all adieu. Please enjoy your stay in, in these lands. Bert, Bert Beasley would like to introduce himself to this fellow. And, uh,. Tell him that he's Bert Beasley from Gork and Sons, the largest insurance company in this region. Uh, but unfortunately, Gork and Sons is uh, unfamiliar with Barovia and this land, and uh, is wondering if uh, perhaps you, uh, whatever this fellow's name, could uh, tell us more about about this area, this new wonderful land, and maybe Gork and Sons might be able to serve this area. You wish to serve me. And he, okay. pats, you, he pats you on the shoulder and says, uh, you will learn. <laughs> you will learn. And he uh, steps into the carriage and it pulls off. And uh, that is where we will leave you guys. Here. Dun, dun, for dun. the evening. Real neighborly place.
Yeesh. You're muted, Hawkins. I think all of our troubles are over. Clearly, this man has runs a tight ship, and now we're just going to go to a tavern and have a have a hamburger and some ale, and that's going to be the end of it, I'm sure. I grab him by the head and I say, "Did that parakeet possess you?" <laughs> <laughs> they must have different customs here where I come from. You keep your loot. Keep your loot after an adventure. It's part of the social contract. Kill the monster. Keep the things you found. You know Very what's strange. Fu- you know what's funny? Is if you had murdered your parakeet, none of that fight needed to happen. Oh no. Well but oh, the, that parakeet might come in handy later. But Urgoth would never would never consciously Yeah, no. Urgoth would not sacrifice his parakeet. Be that as it may. No, he loves animals, yeah. No. Well, you all you all played very well and managed to survive. Congratulations! That was a fight that could have easily killed you. It was close. It tried. Yep. It tried admirably. Truly. I hope you guys had a good time. Oh yeah. yeah. Good night, everybody. So long. Good night. Good night. <laughs>